0: You're listening to the After The Show podcast, the weekly movie review show from your friends at ascully.com So we might have had this conversation before, but why?
1: Before the what?
0: Why, do <laughs> Holly, why does Hollywood think that everybody has to have an American accent unless you're a bad guy? And you can have any accent you want because that makes you sound bad.
1: Exactly. Is this the before the after the show discussion? And the reason we're bringing it up is because in this movie there's a British accent. A British No, there is no British accent. That's the issue. A British actress who we all know is British. But I can't get much closer. My knee's right here. It's telling me to get closer to the microphone. I can't. Don't break the fourth wall
0: yeah that was the um, <laughs> do that yeah but I, I don't, can't don't actually do tell the audience that you that, that's that's good um, you, you, that, your pattern was really small so I need you to right but I
1: can't sit this way for an hour but okay. I'll do what I can um we I don't understand why when a character is their nationality has nothing to do with their part why a British actress can't just or female actor as they're now referred to um just be British. You don't need an explanation why an American man is married to a British
0: woman. Just and she- um, Kate Beckinsale, who's in this movie.
1: I thought her name was Beckinsale.
0: I cannot recall a time where I've seen her be British. She's always American. In, and she's so British. If you ever see her talk mm-hmm. for, in real life, she's got the most clear British kind of upper class posh accent. She just hides it completely in everything yeah. she does. I don't get it.
1: And we admire that. I do. I just don't understand I mean, it's a good why.
0: skill to be able to completely... I mean, if
1: someone's playing, you know, Hillary Clinton in a movie, obviously she's not British. Therefore, having an American accent is vital to portraying that character. But if you're simply the wife of a character, or you're just... It could be anything. Like, you could be anybody. Like, any movie. Baby Boomer with Diane Keaton 20 years ago or whatever if she had a British accent, she could use it. Like, there was no reason not
0: to. I really don't get it at all. Like, I see Helen Mirren play in American movies, and they give her an American accent, and it makes no sense because the character didn't matter. And she's pretty good at it, but there's other actresses and actors who are not that good at it, and when I see them do it, I'm like, why why are you even doing it? Now, we did
1: discuss sometimes Americans have the, I can't understand anything British people say. Attitude. So I guess...
0: We're speaking the Queen's English.
1: (laughs) It's a different language to
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) Barely. American English and British English, not that much different.
1: Yeah, but I I mean, I have a hard time sometimes. Dialects more than that
0: language. I mean, yes, dialects. I can understand why American people would not understand people from Liverpool in in England. Because it's a very thick accent, and when they talk fast... It's difficult for other English people to understand. Scottish people, the same thing. I can understand why you would... Like train spotting. the whole Mm -hmm. movie, everybody is speaking with a Scotch accent. I think that'd be quite difficult for some Americans to watch, because they'd be like, I don't know what he's saying, I don't know the slang they're using. It's hard to... For an English person, you just know... Yeah. Just from, you just know. I don't know where it comes from. No,
1: I don't know. I've seen some movies, TV shows, even comments of, even on Big Brother, you can't remember somebody saying to somebody else, I can't never understand you people talking yeah. to a Welsh young man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, I guess it can be across the board. And we even said me, I speak very quickly and a lot of times my words will blend together. So if you aren't speaking, if you aren't an English speaker and you're learning English, my words can all blend together because I don't stop. After every word, to enunciate the front and back of each word. I just blend it all and together. And sometimes
0: you um, don't stop off; you just go, 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 because you want to say like Correct. that's just how you are. So yeah, I couldn't what,
1: what was that? I just go go go. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's an insult in there, buried in that comment. No, <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, you want to say something, and it and you
1: yes, and it, it has a lot of substance and it's very very important, no. and so I need
0: <laughs> <laughs> not all the time.
1: Maybe if no one has listened to us before, they don't know that you're my husband and I'm your wife. Therefore, if anything comes out that sounds a little snarky, well, that's why.
0: All right, so moving on. This is uh, Saturday, May the 19th. Of course,
1: move on from that topic.
0: Saturday, May the 19th, 2012. This is After the Show number 224. What is After the Show, Talk?
1: After the Show is the discussion that you and I have after we watch a movie. It's a podcast, right? We always used to... They know that. They're listening to it. (laughs) But we always have always, since we met and got married, talked about movies after we watched them. Sort of informally. And then you just decided one day... Why don't we just record what we're saying and... Correct. Thus, after the show was born.
0: So, um, the movie we're taking a look at this week is Contraband. It's a Blu-ray release. It's a 2011 movie released on Blu-ray on the 24th of April in North America and other parts of the world. I've noticed this movie. I keep seeing Mark Wahlberg with his little gun.
1: (laughs) The cover. Little gun.
0: Everywhere. Uh, um, Like... On Banners on the internet uh, Log on to Xbox Live It's there right in the middle So it's on every Video demand service You can possibly imagine Uh, It's a rated R For Violence Violence and stuff And uh, the tagline is What would you hide To protect your family Makes sense After you've seen the movie Sure Um, It's from Universal And this is actually A remake of the 2008 movie Reykjavik Rotterdam An Icelandic film and it's actually, from what I can gather, I haven't seen this original, a straight-up remake in an American way. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I would too. I like it, movies it's a...
1: from those places.
0: From those places? Yeah,
1: from places that you don't... We're not exposed to that. You and I seek it out, or we stumble across it just because we do like movies, and we do you're exposed to like, the latest releases, and like this, and you go, oh, right. I wouldn't dismiss it at all. That's we don't get we don't why not release that one in America
0: exactly it's the same as The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo they need to make it. so those places
1: by those places I mean places where we don't get exposed to their movies
0: The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a prime example like because there is a version of that that we we're not exposed to that exists already and same with this so yeah it's an American remake of this Reykjavik Rotterdam movie Um, and you what do you think of this movie, contraband.
1: I really, I liked it. As a movie, it's put together beautifully, makes sense as you go along. It's a little bit spoon fed to you, you know. Right. Oh, this is happening. So that's. There's a lot happen. of um exposition. This is happening. So that's going to happen. Yeah. This is a- All right. So I, di- but I didn't mind. It kind of rolled along. I i'm not i don't want to spoil anything um, the resolution to different things throughout i was a little bit like that's pretty lazy but then again it exists already out there so that's what they had to work with but i'm i don't, i do not know if i enjoyed it <laughs> because it's pretty my stomach was tense a lot
0: I, i'm just about to say that i i felt
1: tense man it's
0: well this is how i feel watching, imagine
1: living that life
0: yeah watching this movie I feel like I'm having an anxiety attack the Absolutely. entire time. Absolutely.
1: Like, any minute something bad is going to happen. Yeah,
0: like it's tense. So, that it works in that respect. Absolutely. It's an edge of the seat kind of thing. Because you're like, I said to you at the end of this movie, that I love um, heist movies, caper slash heist movies. And this literally is a heist movie without a heist. Because it's a smuggling it movie. There is a heist. No, I mean. I mean, there's a planned out thing. Smuggling is a heist. It is. Essentially, so... But it's a different type of heist, is what I'm saying. But there are moments which come off just like a heist, you know? What
1: bothers me about it isn't the movie itself. It's just the theme of it, that in this world, the shit happens. And you just... I just want to shake the shit out of people and say, why do you have to be a criminal? Why? Why do you have to be a
0: now, terrorist there's a, there's guy? There's an extraneous who, set of circumstances why, here.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't before. No. It just was. Oh, yeah, he and was And everyone already involved... Was, yeah. Everyone wants to get more money. Everyone wants to get ahead. And then, of course, there's the crazy guy in Mexico who's just letting it all go to his head. And I understand the rush and the power. And, you know, that's parts of this movie that really plays it out to you. Here's somebody who in their youth did it, and now they are out. Here's somebody who's sort of skirting the edge, and they they need the benefits of this criminal lifestyle, but they want to appear to be straight. And then you've got the people who are so entrenched in it that it's consumed their mind, and they're kind of loopy and shit. So it plays out, it shows you sort of, it can explain to you why if you see in the news, you know, three men were arrested today eh, for smuggling a van full of cocaine, and you're like, what the fuck? What are you thinking of? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a story to every person, but why can't people just be legitimate in this life? I don't get it.
0: Because. As we've shown from movies as well. like Because people say, oh no, well, don't be legitimate. Be a criminal because it's easier to make money that way. It doesn't look easier. of the
1: things I don't like about It doesn't this look movie. easier though, does yeah, it? Yeah, but some of the things I don't like about this movie. It sort of celebrates the, the, the hype the of it, guy. the risk of it. That, are you a bad guy if you do this for this reason or that yeah. reason? Because the fallout from each step along the way in this movie is death, destruction, death. Destruction, and though someone's profiting for it, and you're supposed to be cheering for him,
0: that's now, what Bob. Yeah, me. like this guy has to protect his family mm-hmm. ultimately, so he'll do anything to protect his family. That's the gist. But as he says through. a few times. I'm never going to smuggle drugs. Drugs isn't what... Because, obviously... You're supposed to be, like... Yeah, because drug smuggling's terrible. Because, yeah, loads of people die from drugs, and drug smuggling... Literally, the person who smuggles the drugs is the beginning of the chain for all those people dying of overdoses, etc. So, money, like, funny money, as they say in this movie, it's almost like, that's fine. Like, there's nobody getting hurt from... Yeah, there's nobody getting hurt from counterfeit money, but there is, because it's stealing... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's people do. It's still wrong. I
1: wasn't. Even, I guess that's true. That's not what I was thinking. I mean, well, that's yeah. why they
0: that they keep nailing it. Like when you say it's a bit um,
1: keep him clean,
0: but he's still. Yeah, deep but he's in not it. clean because right. he's like a smuggler, right? <laughs> but what I really liked about the movie is, um, the idea of smugglers just being normal, you know, dudes or women or whatever, and this working on these. Which I'm Mm -hmm. not familiar with from movies that much. These big freight ships. And just getting a job as a crew member and being a smuggler that way. Or. It's kind of genius. If um, you're the
1: crane operator and someone slips you a $100 bill, it says, see that blue one over there on the top, number seven? Don't ask any questions.
0: Load that in a specific place for me. And And that's
1: where the. What I got from this movie is um, corruption is. Everywhere, anywhere, anytime, because it's so easy to for me to, if I'm the crane, if I'm the lady at the gate, and someone comes up and says, look, two guys are gonna come in here in a little while, I'm gonna give you a thousand dollars. Don't search their bags. Then that's my job is to search everyone who comes into this freight yard. And he says, and I know him, and I see this guy every day, and he's real friendly with me, and I trust him, but I know he's doing some dodgy shit. But he's giving me a thousand bucks, a thousand dollars. I just found out that my kid needs braces. Um, I'm not really doing anything wrong. And then, three days later, you find out those three guys who came in murdered two other guards and did some... But you're like, but I didn't do that. I just let them in. So, the, tr- the chain of corruption and the ease of it is what this movie highlights. And in an innocent-ish way, even, somebody goes, yeah, sure, man, I'll take a hundred bucks for waiting 20 Five minutes past the time. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that's yeah. To me. Don't load this crate. For an extra half an hour, okay, no problem. But you don't even know what you're contributing to. So that was really explained well, as if the people involved really got dug in, maybe. Not just from the movie that was made, but understand the culture of it. Because it
0: seems It's a culture I'm not familiar with. I don't feel like it's... In movies that I've seen, anyway, I don't feel like this has been explored a lot. Even though it makes an action-tense thing. So this, I love this freight, every time they were on these freight ships, mm-hmm. which are amazing. I said to you, how does that thing float?
1: Yeah, the freight ship Because it, looks-
0: it's insane, like it's stacked up to the... the
1: scope know. of it you can't get in your mind no. unless you're standing next to
0: it. I mean, yeah, it. you see a cruise ship and I also wonder how they float. But they, these things are loaded up with heavy yeah. stuff, like everything. And when they were actually opening crates and seeing what's inside, and it can be anything, like from fish to fish, fruit, salt to
1: big bag of salt.
0: Yeah, anything. What, if somebody's shipping something, it could possibly... What movie there.
1: was it? The crates had, unfortunately, human smuggling going on. Was, that, one was that Rush. Rush Hour 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shower where the, they were, had people in those crates. And then uh, Lethal Weapon 2 was where they had the big... They were in a crate yard as well. Also, um, Transporter, he had the fight between... Was that a train yard or one of those shipping yards? Where he had the fight between two of those crate things. So we've seen it. But not like, ooh, like not not in these. How they moved around? We saw it on Amazing Race because they had to move them around themselves. So this, to me, is like I want to see a documentary. I want to see how it works or or something about it.
0: But I was having most fun in this movie when they were operating on the ship and like trying to distract somebody to do this and do that because it felt like you know Mission Impossible or something on a more real scale. It's pretty
1: gritty at times. I like that on them. On the ship. It's pretty...
0: Yeah. It's, it's it like 70s It feels 70s-ish. like they were on a real ship, not a set. Yeah. It felt like a real ship. It was. It, was it? It, could, it couldn't... Well, to me... It, I, yeah, exactly. It's I convincing. Mean, yeah, it was really con- And there was so much... It wasn't like they were filming one corridor. It was like all over the place. Like, um, But yeah, I was having the most fun with that. And then, you know, it goes off into... Uh, South America at one point... Panama. Uh, Panama, sorry. The Panama Canal, they like, come up on that. And also then,
1: amazing. Gee, Christmas. And
0: then there's, you know, gang warfare type deal going down there. Um, but yeah, I was having the most thing on the ship. It was, it was really good. And I liked how it all came to a conclusion. Hmm. I mean, it was quite obvious what was... There, there's a...
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's quite obvious that that sure. is going to play a key part... But again,
1: profiting from that is not right. And so to celebrate that is my problem with the way it's written out. But it's that, it's that, ah, oh, the good guy gets the It's
0: whatever. quite brutal in parts.
1: Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. But it felt totally justified every time with it got brutal. With the kids on the couch. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, if you've got kids, right, <laughs> and people really hate scenes with kids and violence, and this is pretty I mean, it's not brutal, but it, no, it, no. it's very psychologically violent. Yes,
1: traumatizing towards
0: kids. I could see some people like really squirming at that, and and I was like, "Wow, this guy's this yeah, guy's yeah. insane." So, um, yeah, that
1: guy happened to be Ethan, Kevin Smith's guy, the big guy.
0: He was. In, I didn't notice him.
1: Yeah, it was him. The guy from who's staring at the thing and um, chasing Amy. Serpy. I mean, yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't it. even know that was him. Yeah, that's him. Um, he's not in the credits. Yeah, that's him. Uh, so yeah, it's um, I I liked it. I personally, what I think, uh, it's pretty run of the mill, but it, it's like it's what Marky Mark does. Like it's his thing, right? He's got his little, he's got his thing like what he does. I think he does it pretty well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's he's like one of those dudes who has a niche in movies, and he does it. He doesn't really, apart from Boogie Nights, Define maybe.
1: Define the niche.
0: It's like an action hero thing, like a almost like what Bruce Willis used to do. Like he does that, like
1: like an everyman
0: yeah, hero guy. He could right. be a ex-cop or a something, and he saves the day, that kind of deal. Yeah. And he does that. And this is slightly different to what he normally does, story-wise. But no, not in the when it gets down to it. But um, what I feel about the movie is, I think it's pretty well made. I think it's pretty edgy you seat. It's got some good action. Um, it's also got some roll your eyes moments and some, some also some.
1: What's a roll your eye moment for you? I don't
0: want to say. Uh, oh, okay. It's got some bad dialogue. Yeah. Really, really, like I am telling you, the viewer, what is going to happen Absolutely. next. Absolutely. Let me just say it to these people, and you'll li- listen to it. Listen to it, and then next they're doing that. It's a bit heavy-handed in that way. Um, but I can see why they do that, because it's like a mainstream movie, isn't it? It's, they, they, they kind of dumb stuff down sometimes. Yes. I imagine the original, the Icelandic version, is a lot more... Who knows? You
1: said it's play-by-play.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, Americanized stuff, they... Uh,
1: don't insult American movies until you well, see I the original. Well, I wouldn't insult American <laughs>
0: movies, because Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, David Fincher, I think that's a great American um, version of... A, a foreign movie mm-hmm. um but there again david finch's david it's Fincher. not an
1: interpretation of the movie it's an interpretation of the book
0: of the book I, what i mean though is he kept the fact that he filmed it in the place where it where it was and then And this is the same thing. I don't know where this took place. Probably took place in All I'm saying
1: is, just because it's an American movie, I'm saying there are probably British movies that are dummied down. There are probably Russian movies that are dummied down. There are probably Icelandic movies that are dummied down. We don't know, because we haven't seen the original. could be exactly the same.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I didn't like about this movie is there's like some horrible looping at the beginning of the movie. Almost, You know in that big dance scene, where they're all dancing? Mm Mm-hmm. It was uh, looped like uh, like they must have. It must have been too loud in there, and the mm-hmm. dial. And it was. It sounded like Marky Mark talking into a microphone, but he's in this really loud room. I didn't, oh, I didn't even I, notice that. notice that. I was, I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's horrible. I can't, I can't deal with it. Right, and yeah. sometimes it sounded like they were there, and sometimes it sounded like he was. So I didn't even notice that. And what I they do, what they do in that uh, instance is they don't show his face, but they have him talking, and, and I'm like, oh, it's horrible. He's like, he's, he's talking into a mic after the fact there was a lot of that in that beginning scene I imagine it must have just had bad acoustics or something
1: There's a room full of a lot of people
0: it doesn't happen again
1: but, yeah
0: but it's it leaves an impression because it's the beginning of the film like, but
1: what? the sound of the helicopter and the boats in the beginning yeah that it does have some awesome. good surroundings that was really good
0: because I felt the whole and uh, the gunfight was pretty yeah
1: I don't really care about gunfights yeah but. but
0: I mean uh, in terms of bullets flying you really yeah. feel bullets flying and there's all kinds of different guns and stuff if you like a bit of action and you like a I was gonna say intrigue. It's kind of intrigue because there's the, definitely the suspense element to this movie, and well, the there were some is, twists and turns yes. that I didn't expect. Not actually. twists
1: and turns in the overall um, like plot, but along the way, the things that I More knew would char- happen. what characters did. Yes, the things that you knew were going to happen. What happened in a different way than normal. So it's kind of like, oh well. This has been seen in 500 movies. We're going to do it, but how can we make it different this time? So it felt kind of obviously different, but the... That was good. <laughs> I know, see, I think,
0: my- see, that's why I think this is a... It's a good movie, but it's just a good movie. Like, yeah. like you know, you say oh, there's a lot of action movies and...
1: I feel like it's average.
0: I mean, yeah, it's pretty average. It tackles a... What lifts it up a little bit is it is the... Shipping boats and the smuggling on shipping boats to me because I find that really intriguing. I'd like to see another movie with more of that because um, I never thought about it. I, I always think of people smuggling stuff through airports, you know, like just tying stuff to themselves. I think going of through the
1: airports. seriously. It's an, it's a, it's overwhelming to consider the amount of illegal shit going on when you have a, a ship with 500 containers that are as big as a semi-truck that's, that's what they are like a semi-truck trailer completely full of a billion different things than that one little corner of that one little truck in the the 700 or the you know 500 and number 500 that's buried in it level feels, 3 and you've got a little black box that maybe have some stolen diamonds in it and it's tucked away inside of a fish head which is in a bigger box inside of a you yeah know, it
0: feels impossible to impossible, police impossible
1: yeah like how do you and it looks like from this movie that they try you know there's gates where you have to be checked and you have to have Paperwork, really thick paperwork, uh, just to get
0: in. Thumb scanners as well. Just to get
1: in. So it'd be interesting to see, like I said, like on Discovery Channel or something where they do those, like, you know, giant machine shows. Well, that ship is amazing and I would love to see more about it.
0: Yeah, so um, moving on to the cast, Mark Wahlberg plays Chris Faraday. Like I said earlier, is that name
1: from some other movie? I don't know. Sounds really familiar.
0: He's just doing his thing, and I think he's actually pretty good at this thing. Yeah, I do too. Um, do you remember the movie uh, Four Brothers? Mm-hmm. There's another kind of yeah, he's you know like that's where I'm saying like he does this thing. It's, he
1: elevates it though, like you said. Yeah, I think
0: apart from when he's in like Planet of the Apes, I don't like him. In that. <laughs> um, it was all right, but yeah, he does his thing, and this is his thing. Uh, it's. When people say, oh, no, not another Marky Mark movie where he's being a tough guy or whatever. Well, it actually works. That's why he does it. Totally. And, uh, you know, I, saw, I noticed that he was a producer on this movie, so he must have been into this uh, subject.
1: That's what I think. There was more research into, like, the running of the ship and the guts of the ship and how things work on a ship because everyone seemed very at ease. I know they're actors and they they have to pretend to be doing things, but some movies you feel like, a captain of a ship is standing there with his hands on the thing and just barking out lines whereas in this one you feel like these guys have been a crew on a ship and they are (laughs) like behaving the way you you think in a fantasy world they should behave and I just think that comes from there I I can imagine him going down to a shipyard and saying hey guys Marky Mark here "Uh, I'm going to do a movie and I was wondering if I could hang out with you guys for a month and uh yeah, any of you guys, criminals uh, by any chance? Uh, anybody you want to share some secrets with me? You know, like, I don't know, I just felt like there was some research put into it.
0: And then Ben Foster plays Sebastian Abney. Uh, I like Ben Foster. I think he's got really, like, he was good in that. What was that what other one where we saw him in where he was, like, training to be a hitman?
1: That was the one you were talking about last week. The Machinist. Yeah. Yeah, you he's, couldn't think of who it was. That yeah, time. it was him and Statham, <laughs> yeah.
0: that wasn't it? Um, he's good. He's. Uh, I. I
1: him and Rubisi it's in the like, same movie. Yeah, they're, they're
0: both similar. Rabisi, we'll get to him. Yeah. But I know I like Ben Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Foster is, like I said, um, the guy in Drive, Ryan Gosling, and Ben Foster. I sometimes get them mixed up. Like brooding actors.
1: See, um, I think of him and Rubisi in the same sort yeah. of vibe. But no,
0: I, I like Ben Foster. A lot of like,
1: good young actor men in this. young as in late twenties,
0: thirties, I mean, it's another men movie, isn't it? It's ma- I mean <laughs> there's some women, but it's mostly men.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> What's
0: the men. Uh, and talking of the female in this movie, Kate Beckinsale plays Kate Faraday, who is um
1: I have swore her name was Beckinsale. Why do I think that? I mean you have it as Dale for so us I'm not I just always thought it was Beckinsale.
0: Oh it is Beckinsale.
1: <laughs> I, wrote it I I always, I mean, maybe I one. Well, I on. always
0: call her Kate Beckinsdale. Don't know why. Um, so yeah, she plays Kate Faraday, and she's good in this. And
1: isn't it great to have your own name as your character's name?
0: Yeah, I kept says, thinking that Because so, yeah, hey, she's Kate. Yeah. Kate. Kate. And when they say "Oh Kate," it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> easier, isn't it, when you're acting? or weird sometimes. Like when somebody shouts "Kate," and you're like, "Am I acting, or am I in real life?" or what? Should but, I be
1: using the British accent, or should I be speaking yeah. American?
0: Yeah, that must get confusing too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's good in this. Um, she doesn't actually look a lot like Kate Beckinsale. I mean, they just changed her slightly. I mean, you, she's obviously a brunette, but they like made her have blonde hair in it.
1: She looks exactly like herself.
0: To me, she doesn't. It's enough to make her look different. And, you know, they put some tattoos on her and stuff as well to make her look a bit tougher.
1: That was no tattoo. That was her injury. At the end? Uh Oh, didn't notice that. I mean, the one in the back—that was her.
0: Yeah, she had one on her arm. I mean, she didn't normally have those tattoos on her, but um,
1: you, um the works for the character, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. The life it, they've uh, led. Uh, what yeah. I'm saying is, she looked enough different to me to kind of take me, because uh, I think of, she's not in great films. <laughs> if you go and look, remember that whiteout movie. There's mm-hmm. some bad. She not that. That's not. Was it whiteout? Yeah, whiteout.
1: Black. No, White
0: Out, the one with the where she Oh that one, yeah following the rope
1: Which are also in Dark Water?
0: No, that's Jennifer Connolly. Correct. But yeah, okay, she's not in she's in the Underworld series which we've never seen like vampire movies. That's right. That's what she's super famous for. But um She's been in a lot of like to me, ones that I've seen her in, not that great movies. Um but she's another one who's got that Underworld franchise. It's huge. Yeah. They're on the fifth mo- fourth movie now, you know. Um but I liked her in this. And she has to be pretty tough.
1: Yes. She does an excellent job. Every single scene is... She's a tough, tough woman. Doesn't take any shit that isn't pretty much forced upon her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she will she will, she'll will, rip you apart, I think, if she had the
0: opportunity of threatening her yeah, kids. It, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. She... Yeah. But, yeah, she takes... Yeah. So, Giovanni Rabisi, who we mentioned last week, and I don't know why we mentioned him last week, because I remember saying his name, uh, plays Tim Briggs, who's like a bad guy. Um, it's a pretty good turn.
1: I disagree. It was really annoying. See, I liked it. Oh my God. I liked it, how like, weaselly it was. No, it was too, too, too much. There was nothing believable about... There were moments where he dialed it back enough, but there were. Mo- it was absolutely... It was like acting school 101. You are a sleazy bad guy go what I he- really liked about yeah.
0: him I felt intimidated by him and then um, especially the scene where uh, Marky Mark goes to his apartment mm-hmm. that was a really good scene and then there's another scene when Ben Foster just turns and yeah I like how you know because this guy's really bad this rubisi guy and then Ben Foster
1: just knock him down knock him down and when he
0: Ben Foster only has to look at him and he's kind of like oh, weaseling off like I really how liked that because he- it felt powerful like Yeah, it's yeah. Scenes between Ben Foster and him are really good. I I felt the um. Like, the hierarchy of them. Yeah. You know, like oh my god, like instantly you feel it. So you you don't. I mean, I
1: like him, but I didn't like the. I would say eighty percent of his the character he was trying to put out there, the takes that they got, it was, it was not believable. It was. Because we've seen him play. Weird, creepy guys, and it seems perfectly just right, like balanced to where if I walked down the street or I went into some sleazy bar, that guy could exist. This guy, the way he was acting a lot of the time, unless they showed him being hopped up on mega drugs, the no, way he was behaving. Yeah, but we don't know that. If you'd showed me that and then see the kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I would be a little more, but I know that he wants to be different every time. That's something, I think is why I'm saying something, that. that there has to be distinctive and all this kind of stuff, so I give him credit for that, but it was a little, and I like him a lot, I just felt it was a bit, uh shaky.
0: Now the movie's directed by Baltazar Komaker, i probably butchered his name, uh, an Icelandic director? Correct. Well, that's why he's doing a remake he's of an Icelandic an Icelandic
1: movie. actor
0: yes he is um, and I put that we don't know any of the movies that he's in and you changed that
1: I did because I researched it a bit so I found his one of his main movies I haven't seen it I'm just saying uh, Jar City is the name of one of them it's Icelandic it's on Netflix I put it on our queue because it's actually you can we can watch it and I'm just that's another one of those things want to get the opportunity to watch a movie that isn't slapped in front of us in your own country at all times like slapped in your face on on the radio and every website you see and Every time you turn on your um, TV and you see ads or Conan or David Letterman, you never get exposed to these movies. So, Jar City, and I believe, I didn't read what language it's in, um, the names of everybody Icelandic. is very Icelandic, but uh, I do think they speak English there as their primary language, but... I don't know, but it's called Jar City, so I would be interested to watch it sometime.
0: That Reykjavik Rotterdam movie, which is an Icelandic movie, is not in English. Right. Because um, it said subtitles, uh, original language. Um, so, I need the DVD box. So, this is a Blu-ray disc. Um, it's got some extras. It says an intense adrenaline-pumping thriller on the front. <laughs> of course. Alright, so what you do get on this Blu-ray is you get some deleted scenes... Um, quite a few of them actually um, nice. deleted scenes don't um i don 't know I, deleted scenes are, are a weird thing for me on blu rays and stuff like um sometimes they add to the movie, but most of the time they 're nothing i mean it 's obviously why they would why exactly. and in this one there 's nothing really it's you know it 's nothing there 's nothing revolutionary there 's no different ending or I like it when they do a different ending or something like that but this is just extra scenes that have been deleted there's a reason they were you deleted you feel
1: that yeah you can tell
0: um, I think there's a couple of making of's under the radar the making of contraband and reality facts are the stunts and action of contraband and then there's a feature commentary with the director who I won't butcher his name again and Evan Hayes the producer um, and it's also D-box motion enabled if you got one of those fancy D-box I guess when the ship's moving and stuff I don't know you're in the thing with the truck Mm. I don't know D-Box I don't know somebody has to get a movie and make a D-Box track for it and sit there and say alright the seat needs to move left and right for this scene and there's some gunfire it needs to vibrate you know they have to choreograph the seat to the movie Mm.
1: that's somebody's job to do that
0: he has um, a subwoofer built into the seat okay. and hydraulics for all.
1: That's what I'm thinking is more of the subwoofer involved in movies like this because there's no, you're never, it's never from PO, like your point of view. So there's no reason to rock you the or The seat's rock. Um, it's a ride. Basically. There's one car that flips over, so in yeah. that case, it might do a little something or other and gets hit by another vehicle. The truck hits the I'd have window. To,
0: there is no D box cinema around here. I'd like to go to one.
1: Look up some YouTube videos and see what people say about. Them.
0: Box I've experience. heard people who love them love going to the D-box I mean,
1: maybe someone has done a little commentary while they're watching to explain
0: Actually, we should look up to see if there is a D-box cinema and then when a big movie comes out like the new Batman or whatever it be like hours
1: it. away from here
0: it. Well, it might be in Kansas City, right? Possibly Um. So, yeah this is If you've got a D-box theatre at home which I don't think that many people have you can do it here um, It's also got U-Control which is picture-in-picture documentary style uh, on certain scenes Look looks like quite a few, though. Behind the scenes. Um, so, yeah, there is a decent amount of stuff, plus a commentary. I always uh, think all of them should have commentaries because directors only have to sit down and watch their own movie and speak. It's not difficult. Plug <laughs> a USB mic in, talk. They could do it from home. Okay, yeah,
1: absolutely. You can do it on the phone these days. Yes. The phone recording sounds fine.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that there's a commentary from the director. And I'd be interested in more, like, how this can see the original one and then see Mm -hmm. how what they did here Um, one complaint I have over this blu-ray and I think it's director's vision is it's really dark in parts um like super dark like this there's scenes where they're in a car near the beginning where there's just no light at all and you're basically like hearing people talk but not seeing anything when Mm, yeah um, and there's a few other scenes like that where it just seems darker than it's supposed to be, and why it's director's it was vision time, though. yeah but it's like super dark it's director's vision because when you watch the deleted scenes that have not had the dark filter put on them like they're not completed it looks really super bright but then when you see the there's a scene in the hospital on the deleted scenes that looks completely different than it does in the movie just because of whatever they do the post processing to make it darker so it made this film quite dark I think just because it's supposed to be tonally dark, right?
1: I suppose, but I didn't even notice that, which is re- really weird, because I usually despise when
0: movies are too dark. So Yeah, I thought this one was pretty dark. Uh, sound was really good, though. I give the sound a high rating. Um, so, in conclusion, it's middle-of-the-road action movie with some interesting elements. Uh, I wouldn't say don't watch it, because no, I no. think it was kind of fun. Um, so, you know, pretty violent.
1: It is in violent moments, but I felt, it, minus the one particular da, 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 that scene, other than that, it all seemed justified and explainable, you know?
0: There, there's some bad guys in this movie who can't even <laughs> be asked buying uh, banaclava masks to, or stockings to put over their heads. They just duct tape their faces. It's I love that. Right. Because it looks really weird. I've it's never seen horrible. it Horrible. I mean, it's yeah. painful. Yeah, I've never seen that before. And I was looking... They just came out... Basically, like, if you in a hurry, need to disguise your face to go into a gun battle. They just wrap Here's duct Here's the tape. thing,
1: though. If you wrap your face in duct tape and yeah. you commit a horrible crime and then you rip off the duct tape and you throw it in a trash can, all of your DNA, DNA is, stuck to is it, yeah. so stuck to it that you fucked. If anyone ever picks up that duct tape and says, this was next to where that bank guard got his head blown off... What's on it? Boom! I, you got. I did it think it, it made
0: a great visual in the movie. It did. though, because as I soon did
1: as, it, I bet it comes from a real thing.
0: As soon as they all came running out with this duct tape on the face, I was kind of like, "Wow, it looks really menacing." Like it Absolutely. looks like because you used to see in the stocking over. But the you're head.
1: thinking if that guy can rip that off? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a tough, tough motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is hardcore.
0: I was actually looking, and I was going, "Wow, it's right around the hair and everything." Like, Absolutely, I I and right his off.
1: eyebrows. Yeah.
0: It's pretty good because, like, you know, you see hockey masks, you see stockings over the head, you see uh, balaclava masks, uh, snow masks. You never see duct tape masks. So I like that. I give it's it points. It's cheap. For
1: that. Yeah, and it's easy,
0: and it's and it's believable because if you yep. were in a place and you were like, "Shit, what are we gonna do?" That would probably. Plus, be if
1: that. you go to your local Walmart, and buy ten masks, and then yeah. three days later the bank gets robbed, then go. Who's been buying all of the all the creepy masks? they never suspect
0: that people are buying the duct tape. <laughs>
1: Everyone who's bought duct tape, we're gonna have to put them in jail. I
0: mean, there should be a compilation of uh, videos. But I still call it duct tape. A, con- a compilation video of ingenious uses for duct tape in movies, like like that, like mask, oh, yeah. like fixing something, like you know, there's probably sure. A- Reservoir Dogs has some duct tape. You know, there's duct tape <laughs> everywhere, like in movies. But yeah, it definitely makes an appearance here. So, um, in conclusion. I say watch it's a good watch good uh, Saturday night movie
1: yeah
0: Uh, if you like a bit of action and a bit of Marky Mark
1: you know he was billed as Robert Wahlberg
0: did you notice I saw Robert Wahlberg but I thought that was a brother of his or whatever I think
1: it is but it was the top of the bill right was he in the opening scenes maybe
0: I don't know So, um, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Safe House, Denzel Washington. Another kind of tough guy movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll be watching that one next week. So uh, watch that now. (laughs) No, don't, because it's not even out. Your assignment
1: for the week will be.
0: (laughs) Hopefully you've watched it. But yeah, um, and if you want to enter a contest, go to com. I've got a couple of new contests coming up this week, so keep your eye out. But there are two uh, other contests still running. Go to com. You can win some Blu rays or DVDs. Now, the movie memory game. Movie memory one, two, three. What is it? Movie that?
1: memory one, two, three is one of us says to the other, hey, hey, wife slash husband, fill in the blank. Name three movies that have water in them. <laughs> and then husband or wife, has to then drag up, drag up from their mind and memory of movies, the name three movies with water in them. Alright,
0: don't look to you right anymore. Now, the
1: rules are this. Sequels don't count, so you can't say name every every movie's in space and say Star Trek 1, Star Trek 2, Star
0: Trek 3, Star Trek 2, Star Trek 5. So, sequels don't count. Alright, Sid Talk. You are entering the movie memory 1, 2, 3 game for the week, and you can play along at home. Play our home game. It's all available now <laughs> in toy shops for $19.99. So, Movies, three of them, with smuggling in them as a main theme.
1: As a main theme. Smuggling. Oh, yes. dear. Of any kind. Yeah. Um, well, I've named one yeah, already. You've named
0: a few. And Actually, you almost, I you almost killed my game. It was like, <laughs> oh, <no." laughs>
1: I'm going to stick with Rush Hour 2 on that one because that's a good one. Yeah, that works. Smuggling in people. Yeah. Um, I'll skip over the lethal weapon, too. That's not...
0: Cause that, that works, too.
1: They were really smuggling it, were they? Yeah. They were just storing it. Smuggling. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Okay, that's two. Uh, <laughs> let me think of a more highbrow one if I can. And the current movie doesn't count as well. That's no, that one. doesn't right. count. No. Um, Miami Vice?
0: I don't know if there was any smuggling in that one. Was there
1: contraband? <laughs> smuggling. Now I have to move to different count. different uh, things then. Airplanes. Trains.
0: Automobiles. I've traffic.
1: Because she brings back that yeah traffic, traffic, with yeah. cocaine
0: stuffed in it. So there's my three. All right, and I'll give you some more. Okay. Just for uh, Midnight Express. Of course. Oh my God, of course. Here's a really good one. Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah. Smuggling, Smuggling in data in the brains. Nice one. Blood Diamond. Okay, yes. Jackie Brown. What are they
1: smuggling? I forget. Drugs. Okay.
0: American Gangster. Yes. And probably the ultimate one, and this is one of my recommendations for this week, Johnny Depp in Blow.
1: Yes, Blow. just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Very good.
0: So here's my uh, movie recommendations for this week. Mine are Midnight Express, (laughs) Blow, and my third one is Heat, because this reminded me a lot of a Michael Mann production. It at the camera work and the grittiness of a Michael Mann thing like Miami Vice. Yeah,
1: here and there. Yep, yeah. that's one of my recommendations. It's right, yeah, didn't
0: it feel like? Yeah. It, it Miami Vice
1: the movie and True Romance, not because that it's like it in any way. True Romance is one of my favorite movies of all time, but that there is you're torn between cheering for someone that you've become endear that's endeared into you. And yet they're profiting from something bad, and something bad has happened because of things they've chosen to do. And yet you're just like, you can make it, you can do it, yay! You know. And yet in the end, the da 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 da. da, Look what we gained from being criminals or from a criminal activity. That's kind of why. So true
0: romance. We really have to watch Badlands because Badlands Mm -hmm. is what Tarantino watched and then wrote his version of it as True Romance. And that makes me really interested. Ter- Terrence Malick's *Badlands*—1977, I believe it was made. Um, yeah, oh we really, God. really. The roller need to coaster
1: see it. scene after the roller is one of my favorites. Yeah. Brad Pitt.
0: I, I, I'm assuming it's not. It, it's a very similar thing. Tarantino's completely inspired. If you've never
1: by heard of *True Romance*, it's got Christian Slater. Um,
0: Patricia Arquette.
1: Patricia Arquette, Brad Pitt for a small part, Walken. but Christopher Walken. Um, and Gary Gary Ullman it's been, it, uh, there's Hopper oh my god it's am- it's amazing he, it it's got a little violence here and there and in written by, <laughs> an
0: by Quentin Tarantino f- uh, directed by Tony Stark Sean Stock. Penn's
1: brother who I think has passed since then
0: Dennis Hopper has passed since then that's right Um. so yeah that's uh, movie recommendations for this week so moving on to games and A-School stuff been playing a little game this week called Diablo 3 by Blizzard. Really?
1: I had I had no idea. <laughs>
0: so so Diablo three came out. This <laughs> here's week. here's
1: what I've heard for the last two weeks. Diablo three's coming out. Diablo Three's coming Hey, did you know that Diablo is gonna have this? Hey, did you know Diablo's I played the M one. Did you know the Diablo three's coming out? My game should be here today. My game should be here today. My game should be here today. Hey think, I think my game's here. Hey my game's here. Hey, look it's one. it's wonderful. So this is So,
0: <laughs> so the problem of that this week yeah, it's a fantastic game. I urge you to go and buy it. Uh, millions of people did go and buy it. <laughs> and this was the issue with it. Too many people bought it. And uh, immediately brought the servers crashing right down. So this, if you don't know, Diablo 3 is a single player game or a co-op game. and um, But it, you do need to be online to play it. Because it has this real money auction house thing that I've talked about.
1: So unfair.
0: Um, so you do have to be online to play. And if their servers are down, you cannot do anything. You just can look at the title screen. That's all you can do. So what happened was they released it at midnight on Monday night and almost immediately because everybody went out to these midnight launches and they also bought it digitally off Blizzard's site Battle.net which is their online system opened up at midnight and within five minutes nobody could log in all the servers too many people log in at once so people were like well that'll be fine I'll, we'll go to bed and then in the morning we'll play so they wake up in the morning and find out that the servers are completely offline. Um, and then they come back online for five minutes, and then they're down again. And there was literally, like, apparently in that whole day on Tuesday, you could really play for... There was four hours of the day it was working, which is not very good in 20... It's working now? In a 24-hour... It's still periodically going on and off while they adjust stuff. Yes, it's kind Every time I've logged in over the last couple of days, I've managed to get in and play. But it's, it was a mess. It was a really messy launch. Um, I don't think it should happen. Be- Blizzard, are huge. They've run the World of Warcraft. Yeah, they've done million millions subscribers. of people.
1: Yeah. Um, they know the stresses on their servers. They, they know, know how many
0: people are buying Diablo. They've had pre-orders. They know how many pre-orders they had. They know how many they sold through the digital store. They must have had a number that they were thinking were going to try and all log on at the same time. And then it didn't work. It never works. We know. Call of Duty is the only one that kind of works. Call of Duty seems to work on the day it comes out and it's one of the biggest selling games ever. I
1: thought you said it didn't ever when they have a big...
0: No, Battlefield never does. Anything by EA never works. It's like the day it comes out it's all down, it's broken. Call of Duty is usually pretty good. The the night it's out, you know, and we know, it could be 7 million people playing and it just works. Like, it just seems to work. Maybe sometimes you can't connect to people, but most of the time it works. This didn't work at all, so it's like... um, Your $60 that you just spent, you're just looking at the title screen. And, you know, that could be the case for two days. It doesn't seem fair. No,
1: absolutely Um, not. You know... That's like like the car dealer being okay with the fact that, well, your car's going to work not really so good the first week or two. You're going to give us $20,000, but, eh, it'll be fine. Just give it a few days. Somebody was...
0: (laughs) I heard this the other day, and this was quite a good idea. Um... Because Diablo 3 is useless without an internet connection. Completely useless. You might as well not even have it. It doesn't do anything, right?
1: That is so unfair. So
0: somebody was saying Blizzard should have included in the in, in the install Diablo 1 and 2, which are an offline game, which are offline. So if there was down servers, it would switch over. You could choose one of those and just play them, right?
1: Would that satiate you though? It would be, be a,
0: better than sitting looking at a tile screen, right? To actually at least be able to play something. Uh, But there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no...
1: Yeah, but then the instant Diablo 3 comes online and you're in the middle of something really good and you're having a good time on your Diablo 2. I don't know. I don't know about that.
0: See, now, what I've taken to doing this week is I've subscribed via Twitter to uh, Blizzard and their customer service department, Blizzard Customer Service at... And they post Oh, servers are coming down 15 minutes until the servers are down. They post that. So I've taken to having that on my tablet while I'm playing... And I've been playing Diablo, and I've seen it pop up on my tablet, and it says in 15 minutes we're pulling the North American servers down. So right. I know to save and get off there. But that's how I've been handling it. It's not the way it should be. No, no, no. I mean, you're playing. You're paid to play. I like the fact that you only pay once, and there's no subscriptions and stuff. That is nice. It's not like World of Warcraft, fifteen dollars every month. You pay once, you play this game until. So you is that
1: their mindset then maybe like, look, people, you don't have to pay for this. I mean we're paying for the servers. All you did was spend 60 be. bucks on a game.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. But
1: by not letting you even play at all on your own, like no single nothing. player game, not
0: even anything, not even not even like oh you like you can't play but maybe work on you can your just in and tweak on your character yeah. to change their outfits and stuff. None of that. They, nothing until you get online. It's it's really It was the same with StarCraft, so this isn't a new thing. StarCraft was Blizzard's last game which I also played a lot. You had to be online to do that, too. Um, but there was, like, an aff- offline mode in that, where you could play the campaign mode. You had to log in once and then change it to offline mode, and then you could play the campaign offline. But that game didn't have this. This has this this auction house, which everything's tied around. So they need it to be online the entire time. So but you, you don't, don't...
1: Not for a single-player part.
0: Well, it is, because you still get... All the objects that drop in the game come from the server... So if the the server might come to a point where it's like, oh, I'm going to drop really rare items now, that tells the game to do that. Plus, the server needs to know that you have those items to put to your character, because your character's online. I
1: know, but that's what I'm saying. Make it so it's not. Not every other game has everything stored online. Yeah, but the
0: problem is, and I can see the problem, that people could hack it then to have really good items on the characters that they didn't get. How? Well, just going into the code and messing around with it.
1: Why can't they now?
0: Well, they can because as soon as it goes online, the security checks to say, oh, is this is this the retail build? Or has this right, been and if you
1: mess messed with it and added any things that aren't right, then it would also be able to check that. The last time you logged on, you didn't have that knife, and you shouldn't have that knife, therefore it is... is right, and then ban work. you.
0: That's how it should be. Right, Yeah. so
1: totally possible. That whole store thing, anyways, bullshit. But, I mean, you love it, I know, but, I mean... That shouldn't be an excuse to make people who don't have the internet say, "I can't even play this at yeah, all." Yeah, you
0: can't. If you don't have an internet connection, you cannot play this game. You have to go and play Diablo One or Two, because they are single-player games. Well, with a bit of multiplayer thrown in. So it's a fantastic game. Um, I also bought the limited edition strategy guide, and mm-hmm. that's, that's, a whole n- other that's story. all of us that it's got lost in the mail. And um,
1: you can say, I'll say, that you're not fond of this new. They're shipping it via UPS, but in the last stage of the delivery, it gets handed off to USPS in Um, in the local environment for them to then hand it off to the person at the other end, and it doesn't work for you. It's this
0: new shipping thing, yeah, where that happens. And I said to you the other day.
1: They paid for UPS to deliver it to you, but UPS is like subletting out the, or subcontracting out the tail end of the journey to USPS because their theory being. They're already going to all these places every single day. Therefore, why don't we hand off all this shit to them every day? And it doesn't work very well.
0: It's called UPS Shorepost. So if you're ever buying anything online and it tells you, you know, at the end, like, what shipping method do you want? And you see UPS SurePost. I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah,
1: but you're only talking from our perspective. We don't have a reliable mail person and we're being told why and all that kind of stuff. That's not to say that someone else doesn't have fantastic USPS service.
0: But it's crazy that UPS got me this, got this book and it got tracked every step of the way and I could see it coming. Right to our town. And then it gets to Jefferson City and it says, hand it off to USPS. It hands off to USPS and then nothing ever happens and it never comes.
1: It did happen. It said it was delivered. Yes, it did. And it was not delivered to us. No. And they have no no accountability. Well. And
0: then when I phone the post office, the post office say, Well, you know, it probably got delivered to the wrong place. There's not really a lot we can do. I can have a word with the mail carrier, but I don't expect anything to happen.
1: Yeah, no accountability. And I am I'm not the most rigid, corporate-minded person at all. However, when it comes to your job. You are accountable for your actions 100%. If you screw up, say I screwed up, that doesn't give you a pass. It just means I did it, therefore the consequence is this. How can I fix it? If I can't fix it, then at least give some commiseration to the person who didn't get their package. On the flip side of that, you called Barnes & Noble, Mm -hmm. explained it to them, and they instantly sent you another one, like without even questioning you. And they also called the post office and made the post office call you. So... Yeah.
0: Ba- I have to say Barnes and Noble I, I do own a Nook and I do f- I kind of favour them I-, I really like Could them
1: Could you get that on the Nook?
0: No Because it's, a- it's a big colour strategy guy with maps and stuff it'd just be wrong on the Nook it wouldn't
1: You'd be able to zoom in and everything
0: Yeah it's Oh not- the
1: Nook I'm thinking your tablet Yeah it's not really the Right You know okay. I-
0: you need the pages open in front of you while yeah, you're I get playing Yeah um, But I have to hand it to Barnes and Noble they handled it really well I got through their little chat window on their website Somebody came on Saturday morning, you know, somebody's immediately there. They said, how can I help you? I said, I didn't get my package. They looked. They said, yeah, you were supposed to have that yesterday. That's unacceptable. And I said, yeah, it and kind of miffed about it. He's, and the lady said, we'll ship you out another one. If that one happens to arrive, you can keep it, whatever. Keep it, them, you don't need to send it back. So, so that's So then fantastic. they pursued
1: it. They obviously contacted the USPS. And then I get a the-
0: call from uh, the USPS this afternoon saying we were told to call you. And then that's <laughs> nothing. Nothing was fixed there. But yeah, I, it's it's a bummer. Cause I'm so I'm still looking forward to the plus shrugging
1: their shoulders at you not getting your mail when that is their sole purpose yes. for existing is to get people in a culture in a society, whether anyone really appreciates it or not, being able to send packages, mails, notifications, information to each other on the most basic level. Yes, we have computers. Yes, we have email. Yes, we have cell phones. We have digital everything. But if that all falls apart, and we haven't had it forever, we've the only Postman had it. The Postman
0: is a good movie. To it's uh, fantastic because yeah. when you take
1: that away, then you could live a 100 miles from someone, and if you don't have someone who can is able to carry a message to that person or give the information that's needed, across the way because we can't all travel from here to New York or here to California all the time then you're taking away a fundamental I don't think just American thing it's every country I'm assuming has some sort of post service everywhere
0: I mean uh, Kevin Costner's The Postman if you've not seen that movie go and see that because that is exactly the subject this is about
1: yeah and you may not love it I loved it in fact I was mesmerized by it but it's about
0: like if if everything goes to shit how do we send messages to each other yeah
1: how important is it that you find out Anything from other parts of your own country. And if they don't take that responsibility as heavy as I think they should, then I can assure you that Monday I will be calling. Because I think it's bullshit to say... I mean, I'll survive
0: the- without a book.
1: Yeah, the Well, there the again, book isn't I, paid the-
0: for, I paid for a book. I should have got the
1: book. Right, but the book isn't the issue. It is that thing of, uh eh, well, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can.
0: There's not because- usually... The- something like, there's not usually much we can do in this case. Yeah, these cases. there's a
1: person... Right? who's responsible for that package from the time it got to their station and came to their pile and what they put it in their own truck, that human being was responsible to get it to the address on the package. And that human
0: being didn't do the job properly.
1: Exactly. Now, regardless of... I don't care if it was you're mailing me a kidney because I'm about to die or you're mailing me a birthday card from my grandma. It is your responsibility to get it to me. Mistakes are made. I understand there's got to be room for, you know oh my god, I, I'm so sorry, I, I, I've i never made this mistake before, and that that would be fair, but we've had this in the past. So, very annoyed. Good for Barnes & Noble. Not so happy about our local post office. I'm not,
0: I wasn't so happy, also, just about, like, I'm looking forward to this book, I've got my game, and I want the book, and the book didn't come. Right. I, also, it's a limited edition book. I was thinking, oh, Barnes & Noble They're all sold out. now, yeah. But... Apparently, they have. Oh, well, I haven't had a notice saying it's shipped, so maybe they don't. Maybe I got right. an email saying, sorry, we ain't going. We know when, when StarCraft came out, I went and got the limited edition guide, and there was one left in this town. We went everywhere for it. So we'll see. Um, and the other game I've been playing this week Diablo 3, highly recommended. Bye, 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 bye. Um, Max Payne 3, I played this week. Played it and finished it. Rockstar Games, Max Payne, talked about it last week. It's fantastic. I I will explain it as the story anyway and the visual style and everything. If you've seen the movie Man on Fire with Denzel Washington, it's literally that movie in a game. Oh, All yeah. right, the style of it, you know that Tony Scott style thing with the words coming up on the screen and the weird blown out stuff and the uh trippy visuals occasionally, it's it's really you can tell that Rockstar Games like that. Tony Scott did it in several movies, mm-hmm. didn't he? Domino um, what else? There was a few, wasn't that, there? 2, one. one, two, three.
1: And um, didn't he do the next? What's that one? Denzel Washington was also in it. The uh one where he could go back. They had a thing where he could go back in the past and do the thing. No. With
0: the No, oh yeah, that was Tony Scott. Yeah,
1: it was yeah. too much in that one. Yeah, that and was, Domino with the
0: with the mis- with the riverboat.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that was just bizarre. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that is basically Max Payne borrows that style where words crop up on the screen and the the camera shakes and it sometimes looks like old videotape and it's it does that a lot. At the beginning, you think, "Wow, this is kind of overused." It seems a bit weird, but then it kind of, it tends to make sense as the story goes on. The game is an exceptional story, I think. It's we're really we're getting a lot closer now to video games. Um... Looking like... Movies. And this... If you sit and watch Max Payne start to finish... I'm not talking about the gun battles because... You have to subtract those because they're gameplay. But the cutscenes and... What's happening. If you watch that... Um... Déjà vu. That's it. Um...
1: Would you see
0: it? I didn't see it. I just (laughs) came in my... Um...
1: Déjà vu, yeah. Not great.
0: Terrible movie. Um... So, yeah, it's it's like watching a Tony Scott movie. It's really good. Um, it's got a fantastic ending. Like, like the game ends... Are you uh, telling people? No. The game ends, and then you then you go, oh, well, that, that was kind of cool. And then they go, no, here's the end. And they hand controls over to you. And what happens from then on is, like, the perfect ending to a game. It's like they went, you know, people feel disappointed with, at the, with the endings of games because I do sometimes when the credits roll I sometimes think that could have been handled better and you won't feel like that with this game and it's the third it's, it's kind of Max Payne's trilogy over um, it's just really a fun ending a fun way to do it and um, there's one one level in an airport right and they did this with Red Dead Redemption and I think it's a fantastic thing and Rockstar should do it more Um you you get to this airport, and there's a big shootout going on, and it's got this interactive music playing. And how it works is it's layers of music on top of each other. So if there's not much danger, it might just be a bass line. you know, and then as say three guys come running out of a door, the drums start and and it, and it starts to get the music gets into this high gear, and as you shoot people, take them out, the music can well back down again because there's only one guy left and you're not in as much danger. Well, in this scene, you're in this airport, and all hell's breaking loose, and there's people everywhere, and you're shooting at them, and you get about halfway down the airport, and the music, which is just this atmospheric music, um, vocals start occurring. It's a song. It's an actual like an indie band singing, like, and it, and it, what they're singing about is the scene. And they did it in Red Dead Redemption as well. You're dry, You're on your horse, riding up into towards Mexico, and the music just changes to somebody started singing. And it's just like a really, like, it's some, you know, when movies use music really well and you feel kind of elated by it, it's exactly that. So there's this, like, this game had no singing the entire time. Like Wise
1: Up in Magnolia.
0: Like that. It's like this game doesn't have singing while you're shooting and all of a sudden they're singing about what you're doing. It's this really odd, and it, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's an affecting moment. You're kind of like, wow, that is something... These people like making stories and games. Right. They can tell that they want to try something new, they want to do something different. So yeah, Rockstar Games, Max Payne 3, some of the best graphics you've ever seen. You, you even mm-hmm. commented that it looked really good. I mean, it looks like a movie. When the cutscenes are going down, you will think it's a movie. And then when it goes into gameplay, it looks no different than the cutscenes, so it's not like this jarring difference between them. So Max Payne 3, it's uh, if you if you're a fan of Max Payne, is easily the best Max Payne game. Next week they, there's two games being released: Dragon's Dogma on Tuesday, and Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Future Soldier on Tuesday, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I, I will have both, and I'll talk about them next week. Uh, Dragon's Dogma is Capcom's newest RPG slash action game. Looks kind of interesting. It's like a like an RPG, like Final Fantasy or whatever, but more the hack-and-slash type rather than the turn-based. But anyway, uh, Dragon's Dogma next week, Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier. That's a long title. Uh, so, Siddharth, what's for dinner?
1: What's for dinner is, per your request, veggie burger,
0: french fries,
1: I got a vegetable combination that's like stir-fry vegetables, so it's like water chestnuts, mushrooms, onions, peppers, something else, I don't know, and... Last night, well, the other day, I watched YouTube videos. It's kind of a random selection, but a lot of vegan... um, Lately, I've been watching some, like, raw food people talk about raw food. And not that I would ever go raw food, but it's very, very interesting and educational. But then, I skip around and look for different vegan people for recipes and stuff. And there's one called Black Metal Vegan. And it's all... And it's, like... Or Death Metal Vegan. Forget which one. But it's, like... the. The music plays over the top, and he's dressed in, like, full, like, kiss makeup. Kind of, not kiss, but white face with black on it, and, like, the full spikes and knives and shit all over him. And he's singing... The recipe, as it shows you video clips of him doing it with these big black spiky gloves right. on and using crazy knives and shit. And he's cooking this stuff, but it's like, And then you take the tofu from the I don't, I don't think I could take that. And then you wash the dirt Like that with this really hardcore music on I the background. So, what I do is, I turn the volume down really low, or I mute it, and I just read the... Because it has subtitles on them all, so you right. can see what he's saying. And this one he happened to be making, to get to the point, vegan ranch dressing. Now, I still buy ranch dressing. I've been trying to cut as much dairy out completely as I can. So I've been using daya, which is not cheese, but it acts like cheese. I use almond milk and different kinds of milk and stuff. And i have learning to master all that with cooking. But the ranch dressing, I'm just always like, how can I get it to not be dairy? And he used veganaise, which you can, it's like no eggs. So you can use either the soy or the non-soy version. And it's really good. It's very good. Um, use that and it's really simple. Put in some white vinegar, some dill, some parsley, dried herbs, and some salt and pepper and a little bit of garlic powder, and then you just mix it up and on the and I've I've heard people mention it and in passing and on videos and just never like motivated and on his thing on the screen he popped up words that says like, It's not complicated, people, just do it and then it's like the next thing is like, Did you hear what I said? Just do it like it's really awesome and he was making like these satan satan, you know, black metal but it's satan S E I T A N um nuggets that he then put like really hot vegan buffalo sauce on them and then you dip that in this vegan ranch dressing and we didn't do any other stuff but it was absolutely it tasted like it tastes exactly like when my mom used to use the ranch dressing packets yeah those it,
0: hidden oh my god packets. yes exactly
1: yeah. like exactly so we're gonna have that with our salad or whatever I like it. it
0: doesn't take a lot either you don't have to drench no. your food in it it's no no just like a tablespoon yeah. i used two that's tablespoons tablespoon. last
1: night like kind of heaping tablespoons yeah. mix it all up and i, I see some people my drench carrots stuff in, in it and stuff in, um, ranch. yeah it's for good stuff nice no, and um that's it for supper and my advice is after a conversation with my nephew 15 year old nephew today the question is, is your advice that you give people a command? Because he pointed out to me, just sort of in passing, but then we went to discuss it, that advice, he says, is a command. You're telling someone what to do. And I disagreed, of course, no, as I do. I and I too. said, he said, well, like grammatically or something, it is actually that type of sentence. When you say to someone, um, you know, don't talk to strangers. Well, that's not just advice. That is a command. Yeah, that is. That is correct. But I said, well, I guess I don't think of it that way. But you might not think of that when you're saying it to a teenager or a young person or you're telling someone. You're distilling your information into a sentence which does come off as a command. And if people don't respond to it or you think they're, they've got like a, Ugh, stop telling me what to do. And all you're doing, you think, is just giving them your advice? Like, look, honey, just don't talk to strangers. Like, if you're going on a trip to Mexico with your senior class, don't talk to strangers. It's not a command. It is advice. But in a teenager's mind, or anyone else, could also take it as, ugh, stop telling me what to do. So, you know, it made me actually really rethink because I am full of wisdom and information and very good advice. (laughs) and when i deliver (laughs) what was that face you're making (laughs) so when i deliver it to people i can have a commanding way about me yes i'm bossy it's just sort of my nature but when i'm sincerely just saying to somebody um you know like um cut dairy out of your diet for a week and just give it a try i'm not telling you to do
0: No, just think about it
1: right That's that's advice right but someone including myself if someone were to deliver something to me in that manner, occasionally it could sound like you're you're telling me what to do. When in fact, I think about it now, just think about it. That's it. Like so. If when you're giving someone advice, how are you delivering it? How's it coming off to them? And if their result, if you're not getting a result or they're not responding to you positively, that could be
0: why. That's great advice," said Tuck.
1: Thanks, Ace Scully. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that people using my name all the time That's it
0: That other advice is Oh yeah
1: It's <laughs> definitely good The one. other one is Don't buy a shitty watering can Because I went and bought a shitty watering can
0: Yeah it was Five dollars Like a kitty one What? Almost No Like what little girl would water the garden with
1: No it's just like the other one Only it's just got a rotating head on it So oh. when you turn it to the ho- little holes It just glugs it out Like it just bleh, It doesn't work very good So the thing is, though, it cost four ninety five, and the one I bought today was five ninety five. Oh,
0: so, so was, you still bought a cheap watering can?
1: I bought a cheap one, but it's not shitty. So I changed the word to shitty. Don't buy a shitty watering can. Is that one work? Yeah, you does just it turn it it's like a rain shower. Coming yeah, out. yeah, that's
0: what you want. Yeah, when you are in plants. That's really good advice,
1: but it's a command. Don't buy a shitty watering
0: can. No, buy one if you if you want. Sure. Do whatever. it be great.
1: Do whatever you want.
0: But it won't be great. It'll be great if you buy it. A- <laughs>
1: the water will come out and will be delivered to your plant, but not in the wonderful fictional way that you would like it to. And the
0: soil will probably come out and it will just it'd be a mess. So, uh, thanks for listening to Sid Talk's advice this week, and I want to remind you about our websites, uh, aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, Diablo 3, you can't catch us both on Diablo 3 but you can definitely catch me on it um, you can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store the Zoom Marketplace or just go to com, click on the word podcast and subscribe with anything you want subscribe with an Android tablet subscribe with Maybe a... you
1: didn't mention that this week You're I'll mention about that, that next, next week
0: actually um, subscribe with a Linux machine mm-hmm. subscribe with a
1: telephone you've got phone yeah. with RSS feed on it probably
0: Subscribe with your electric kettle.
1: <laughs> you laugh, but some refrigerators <laughs> would have the capability yeah. of being online. So, so yeah. But that'd be cool to have your refrigerator telling you, having your podcasts coming
0: out. Yeah, they, they do ones with that tablets. That is how it
1: started, wasn't it? A tablet just They stuck put a in tablet front. in a
0: fridge, didn't they? So, uh, you can email feedback to me at a 2 a squared.com. Email And stay classy, Mr. Marky Mark Wahlberg and the Funky Bunch.
1: Was that a commander advice you were giving advice? people? Don't email. Sid Talk. Yes.
0: And Stay <laughs> Classy advice. was also advice. <laughs> and Mikey Mac Mark and the Funky Bunch, Feel the Vibrations, is hey, also advice.
1: Wait, maybe Robert Wahlberg was in the beginning part as one of the customs people. I just remembered. There was a couple of dudes talking in the very I also beginning. remember that. And I those are the first people familiar. we saw. That
0: guy looks familiar.
1: Because they list him in order of appearance. a kind of curly-ish hair. Yeah, that yep. must have been it. Yep. And I'm going to say... And this is um, advice, honey. This is advice I'm delivering to the world in a very nice, non-commanding manner. Think for yourself or someone else will do it for you.